Sorry, so we're back. Um, we just got brutally interrupted by my lovely um, wife again, who's getting her hair done. So I never do that to her. I never ring her when I'm getting my hair done. Yours is a quick shave. And though, she's normally the one shaving. <laughs> she's normally the one shaving it. My head. Um, yeah, so anyway, she was very upstairs apologetic. Head or downstairs head. <laughs> I'll show you photos. Um, that little cyclops. <laughs> so today's guest, uh, as mentioned in the opener, is Mr. Mark Rington. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have him, have him and spend time with him this afternoon. We've been up to the pub for a cheeky scotch fillet, um, little 300 grammer with some pepper. I've already forgotten what it was, pepper jack, peppercorn. Peppercorn sauce, yeah. Peppercorn sauce. Um, I went the salad option because I'm anti-chips. And an alcohol-free beverages. Yeah, it was weird. It was <laughs> awfully strange, but uh, next time we'll catch up. Mm. It was weird because it's um to go to the pub and drink Diet Coke, which I don't think was Diet Coke. I think it's you know when you get Pepsi Max. Uh, zero. Mm. No, it was or Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, whatever. Ripped off. So mm. yeah, it was a lovely, lovely outing. We um there wasn't many people there to be honest, was there? No, it was us and uh, the waiter. Yeah, the, it was eyeball on us. Mm. Well, she liked what she saw. So she did not. <laughs> Guide dog was a very, very friendly um service companion. dog. All right, so we'll kick off some uh, questions. So this is the uh, the light round. So we're going to use a similar format to when we interviewed um, the legend himself, Mr. Adam Tingay. So we'll um, yeah, we'll kick it off. So Rito, you and I met through school and have been mates for what's that? Mate, just what are you? You're thirty seven now. Two thousand. So we finished in two thousand seven. I would say what's that? How many years of high school did we go? go. Well, that, that leads me to my first question. So, what was our combined enter? Ha, uh, 89.90, I believe. And Joe, what was, of, what was your pair of 44.85? 44.85. And Joe, I think yours was, I can't recall, but I'm assuming it was, um, it was either in the low 90s or high 80s. So, Combined, I think Rita and I have you um, have you covered. So just remember that if you ever want to get into a two heads are yeah. better than one. Yeah, you want to get into battle with the Tasmanians, you let us know. We'll, we'll be up for it. So okay, so I wanted to ask uh, ask you, Rito, about um, you've gone from being a chef and doing obviously late shifts in your most recent time um, in Langridge Street. Um, it was the last time you were a chef, I assume, mm-hmm. and now in, in the distribution management role. Of seafood, yes. Of seafood. So you've gone from doing late shifts and finishing at midnight, one o'clock, getting home. Not that late, but so yeah, 10 o'clock sort of every night, getting home at 11 sort of thing to pretty much flipping that around. What's been the biggest change to you? Like obviously body clock, now you've got two young kids. Because remember when you um, first started in the chef world and you and Linda would have like a late dinner and she worked her schedule around yep. spending some quality time with you fuck knows why but she obviously saw something <laughs> in you um, so what, what's been the biggest change more so now she's the one not home at dinner time and she has dinner at sort of 8 o'clock at 9 o'clock at night okay. and I'm the one sort of eating dinner with the kids at 6 o'clock and what time are you going to bed on a normal night so this as today's an example you were at work at still up watching old dare say the bachelor last night with linda which actually at 10 o'clock last night what are the and i was up at 12 40 this morning fuck so you've had an hour and a half sleep well sorry two and a half hours sleep with it yeah remember i got a low enter as well um <laughs> so that, that probably leads you to what you like another question that i had down the track which is what is your guilty pleasure but 
I might leave that for later on, and you can you can elaborate on the bachelor if you wish. But so you've, you're running literally off two and a half hours sleep now, and a good coffee. I made him a um a wog coffee, Joe. So you got the perk out, and it's absolutely beautiful. Mmm, perk and peaking. So most normal nights then. Are you in bed by nine nine thirty? Nine thirty. Far out. That's what I'm up. I'll go to bed at, but then and that'd be for like a four four thirty sort of start. Okay, and then that leads into the next question. So, what are you listening to? Like you're in the car by four. Sorry, in the car by three thirty. I assume to get it back yep. into and then give myself an hour to get to work. Yep, yep. Um, on the way in, generally some just flick through the FMs. Uh-huh. Um, on the way home, you get too many ads at that time in the morning. No, nah, it's a bit of music, but there's a couple of sort of guys which do the overnight segments on all the. The three FMs, yeah. the Fox, the yeah. Ugly Sills, yeah, that sort of stuff. <laughs> and on the way home, yeah, that's when I might put on a podcast or yep. or use that time to do your phone calls and yep. stuff like that. We're in your car for a yep. Touch base. 45, 50 minutes on the way home as well, sort of thing. So obviously driving into work would be the speedier of the two the two runs, I assume. Doesn't really matter because I'm generally going to it gets the grain um, songs, yeah, yeah. traffic's all gone sort of thing unless I do a late start and then I'm screwed what's a late start like 6 o'clock in the morning 6 o'clock 6, 7 sort of thing yeah and, and when do you finish then is that 2.30 3 if I shut the shop up the next morning or that afternoon <laughs> that afternoon yeah. that yeah. afternoon and then you're sitting on the Monash forever as you know do you have anyone you work with that lives out in the southeast? no one no absolutely no one that's epic, mate. There was a guy that just started the other day, which I trained, which he lived in Sandhurst, mm. but has now moved to Oakley. So a little bit, but everyone else is out the north other side, the north sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. So from a, so if you had to choose between the two now, when do you think you're at your professionally at your your best? Like, were you more rewarded being a chef and, and working in a team environment such as that or being a manager and a different type of... I think being a chef still. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon you go back to it? If the right job came along, possibly yes. Okay. Because um, I get pretty hungry around <laughs> <laughs> around uh, 6, 7 o'clock at night, so Uber Brito. He's just getting a phone call. Probably the uh, car service place. Grab it. Damn, it could have been. Anyway, that can wait. We might take a pause now. We've got a few more questions. So, because Rito's slid me into his day-to-day in between um, finishing a probably a 15-hour workday and dropping the car off. So, we'll take a quick break. You can um, make that phone call and we'll come back after these nil messages. Didn't want it bloody vibrating in that sound like you said. That's what she said. And upload. Whoops. Whoops. No, <laughs> um, welcome back. We've just, um, anyway, Rido's returned his phone call. Um, let's ask the next question. So that's all, that's all sweet. So if you could talk to the 20 year old version of yourself, what would you actually say to him or her or, or you, whatever you want to call yourself back then? <laughs> Definitely save some money. Okay. Don't. You sound like a financial planner. <laughs> Koshy. Yeah. <laughs> um, not quite, no. If you could save half of what you blew on your weekends and your nights out, on the, on the drinking, on the punt, put away half of that and you'd have quite a substantial little nest egg lying around. Because we all had mates that you went out with that um, when we were in our you know, early, 
um, starting in the workforce and also guys that were at uni. And I had a few mates that were notoriously terrible at, um, at um, returning the shout. <laughs> um, they've gone on to be quite wealthy, wealthy people later in life. So whether that's a trick to... Um, yeah, I definitely reckon it is. Mm. Won't name names because I think if anyone's listening to it and they're starting to sweat, they probably know who they are. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you'd be, so that would be your biggest one. You just go back and say, listen, don't piss it up. Don't punt as much. Because I think, yeah, we spoke about this a lot. Whatever lunch. it was, put half of it aside. Mm. Whatever you were willing to go out and spend on a night, if you had 200 bucks for the night, yep. go out with 100 and put the other 100 away. See, because my 19 or 20-year-old mentality would be, cool, I'll piss up the 100 and I'll just walk home from Caulfield or walk home from St Kilda. <laughs> so I remember Webby and Pud did that one night where they walked home from, um, might have been home from Twister or Chapel Street or something, and they got all the way back to Caribbean markets or the Caribbean markets, as it might be known if you <laughs> if you fancy, um, where Justin had to come pick them up and their feet were fucked for days. Like, they, oh, I, I can't remember if it was from Caulfield or St Kilda. Either way, it's a, it was an epic it's effort. A bloody long way. Um, gut full of piss. I reckon they would have sobered up pretty quickly um, by then. So, anyway, so a bit of financial advice to the 20 year old Mark Riddington. That's, that's interesting. this podcast to go down that road. We are 37, <laughs> so we're, we're, getting, we're getting old and mature and. Anyway, so the next old, question is... I don't know about mature. No, we're definitely getting old. Well, I look mature. <laughs> Distinguished. Yeah, well, you're starting to get the, the silvers come through as oh, well. So Am I? Yeah. Oh, oh is this... No one's ever told me. Bullshit. That's news. Bullshit. That's absolute news. Oh, <laughs> best, 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 I'm really going home for a rinse. <laughs> get the just for men. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm offended. No. Because I remember the first I'll time... Take the, I'll take the salt and pepper. <laughs> I remember the first time um, I found out that um, I was going bald. Um, was a, you were twelve? I was, I was twelve. I just just got into um into under eight um, basketball. <laughs> um, now what happened? I was at work, so I just started working um at at DMS Glass, and this guy who's about six foot four, who I was working with, it was a bit of a bit of a toss up, but he turned out to be a nice guy. Um, said, "Oh, you're getting a bit thin in the back there," and I'm like, "Fuck off, idiot!" Like that's just talking shit. And that was like a Friday, and I was like eighteen at the time because I just started work, and then went to the pub that night. And sure enough, another mate who's about six foot four, six foot five, the big goose man goes, oh shit, you're looking a bit thin back there already. <laughs> oh, fuck. So sure enough, and then- Two in a day. Next thing, the uh, the 10 cent piece became a 20 cent piece, a 50 cent piece, <laughs> and now it's like a, you know, it's a full, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Like a, a notebook. I don't know. Like an, it's terrible. So yeah, and then the receding started. So I'm, I'm sorry that I was the first person to say that you're starting to go a bit grey. I'll take it. Yeah. So if you have a look at the picture of the um, podcast that we put up, you might have to really zoom in to see some of the silver silver coming through, the Richard Gear type look from Mark Riddington, who's, who's got a tear rolling down his cheek. He thought he'd be forever young. I did think that. That's very sad. The computer's just logged out, so just give me a second. Okay, now tell me about the first time you met the good lady Riddington. Oh. Did you have grey hair? No, definitely did not. May have even had the old uh, bleach blonde tips at probably at some stage during that time. The Shane Wobodens? Yeah, yeah, sort of, yep. Um, I actually met her through another mutual friend, Glenn Jolly, who worked at a cafe, David Jones, called Bonbons. Bonbons. And she worked there, and I used to... Go and sit at the bar, typically on a, a Thursday night before we'd head to the wheelers or sort of Sunday morning after a massive Saturday night out and sit at the bar and smash smash some coffees and 
I was going to say, was there actually a bar though. at Bonbons or was this the cafe type? Yeah, they had a bar that sort of went all the way around sort of thing. Uh, don't you know, you couldn't get alcohol downstairs, but if you went upstairs in the restaurant, then you could. Okay. Yeah. Because that's kind of before the, before the big cafe and, and fit out in Melbourne really became massive. Like yeah, probably. 20 years ago, like there yeah. wasn't a lot of cafes, whereas now you, you walk... You can't walk past an old milk bar that hasn't been retrofitted into a cafe. That new one on Viewman Road, yes. That's it, Code 5. That's Code 5, good. yes, yep. we deliver there. Do you really? We really do. Something fishy about that. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so you met Linda through a mutual friend. We'll shout him out again, Mr. Sven Jolly, who will be a guest on the podcast hopefully soon. So, Glenn, if you're listening, let us know when you're free. Um, but I won't be free <laughs> in, for the next three weeks or so, but we'd love to pencil you in for a one-on-one deep dive into your... Big, big brain. Oof, and hairy brain. fucking chest. Yes. Run those fingers through that hair. All right, so you were courting Linda for a while then? Yeah, a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we planned a holiday to Thailand with, with another friend of mine, Paul Cook. Shout and Paul Cook. Her and her cousin were also planning a holiday. And we, Glenn Jolly was overseas at the time. We were all going to meet up sort of thing in Thailand. And then uh, Mr. Tsunami came along. Mm. Can you spell that for me? T-S-U-N-N-I-A or something like that. I think I've done I can't fact check I can't it. spell. <laughs> I just know it starts with... 44.85. Yeah. I know it starts with, it starts with a T. So. Yeah. It's T-S-U something. So you still went on the trip. You didn't actually catch up with Jolly on that trip. We because... did. Paul and I decided by hook or by crook we were going on a holiday and mm. we rejigged our plans and... Spoke to Linda during that sort of time and both of we, we holidayed sort of independently, but we did cross over paths at certain sections and sort of kicked off from there. So I'm nervous about asking this question, giving um, this person's promiscuous um, lifestyle. Was Cookie with Linda's cousin at the time? He wasn't, but they did hook up. Ah, good. That's yes. poor, poor Cook, true to form. Absolutely. Paul in a nutshell. <laughs> He said, pull a nutshell. Like, <laughs> oh, if you hooked up, he doesn't need Drinking to. Drinking <laughs> vodka buckets and getting absolutely hammered. Yeah. Remember the um, illusion shakers? It's oh, speaking of blowing money when you Tried to get one on Saturday night, as it was, out at the Auburn. And the young bucks behind the bar looked at me with the absolute dazed look on the face, saying, what the fuck is that? Just, what about a Jager bomb? Uh, they had a basically an illusion shaker, but under a different name. Okay. Can't Just remember the re-branded. name it was, but yeah, basically rebranded. Okay. What yeah. was the other one we used to have? Um, at Twister, the shots. Uh, the the Citrus. Tingle. No, the oh, Citrus. Citrus, yeah. And the other shake was the old Fruit Tingle. You didn't go the Illusion Shaker, it was a Fruit Tingle. What was that? The Tuesday night, was it Toss the Boss? That, yes, cheers. Cheers, that used to be the, yeah. Absolutely. Terrible. All right, we might take a quick little break now. Thanks for the insights into uh, how you met Linda um, for, for your kids that are listening, because I always fuck up your daughter's name. Amalia? I always go to say Amelia. I'm sorry. Everyone does. I'm so sorry. I've tried. I keep trying it. Even in my head, I'm like... Oh. Between that and Aston getting Ashton. Ashton, yeah. There's no H. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hopefully they get a bit of a kick about how you guys met. Um, and things are still going well by the sounds of it. She's uh, still in love with with you. Well, debatable, but <laughs> it's yep. all good. She's still in love, just not with, just not with you. <laughs> we'll have to find that other guy. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll be the... She can be my next guest. <laughs> Well, hopefully you're still with us. Um, this is take two of or take two of the third segment because I um, went a little rampage then and a little heavy. <laughs> went a little bit heavy with the um, thanks for joining us. If you haven't joined us, I pretty much just said I'm going to come and 
destroy your family. So anyway, <laughs> um, that's not a nice thing to, to talk about. So yeah, we've had our break. Um, we've pepped up. So I wanted to talk about horse racing and share a video that um, Rudo shared with Joe, who shared with me, then Rudo shared some mm-hmm. with me. So you've got the... I thought it might um, put a smile on Joe's face. Mm. So that was one of the funniest videos I've seen this year, I reckon. Um, so for those that don't know, Rudo's horse, Wild Sea, um, its second last start, won a decent race in Bendigo. Um, and the video is Rudo in the grandstands with Aston, not Ashton, standing right next to him and looking at him like, holy fuck, am I actually related to you? <laughs> um, Rudo's jumping around like a dickhead like we used to when he would win a race, but this actually obviously meant more to him. Um, it was one of the best videos I've seen all year. It was fucking classic. But then obviously on the flip side, uh, the next start was at Sandown. Um, and unfortunately, Wild Sea broke a leg, I assume, and was put down on the track. So you've gone from... A great family moment because it's a family-owned horse and and one you know, extreme sh- to the other sharing that very moment short with your, amount of time yes. with your family and then next thing you crying tears over a, you know a horse basically a pet unfortunately yeah mm. um so I guess there's no real nice follow-up for that but that, has that put you off um any element of a horse racing any element of ownership of horse racing or is it just part every of the game? race that she had you were always hoping more than anything that they got through fine. Mm. So it was always a thought in the back of your head that, and following racing for as long as I had, that accidents and incidents do happen. Yep. So it was always something that you thought could happen, but is extremely rare that those things do happen. And unfortunately, copped one of them. But so what's, what's the process from a... Um like not an administrative point of view, but like say they go, cool, the, the horse has broke a, broke a leg. Um, it was a pothole. It was X, Y, Z. It's, you know, who's the, is the trainer the decision maker there or is it the... The vet on course. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then from there it's just, yep, it is what it is, guys. Yep. Wow. They do. They make an assessment as to one, could it ever race again? Two, can it stand? Because a horse can't, isn't like a, a dog. Um... Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, she there's no way that they could do anything for it, sort of thing for it. Yep. So the most humane thing to do at the time is obviously euthanize. 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 Yeah. yeah. Spell that for me. E U T H A N I S E. I think. I was I hoping you get to Z. I was hoping you were going to spell Yothi Indy for me or something. I can't do that. So yeah. So that's um that was a bit of sad news. Obviously, um yeah, going from an epic. One of the best videos I've seen. You jump around like a madman to sitting here. I was literally sitting at the table where we're doing this podcast now, watching the uh, race with Dad, and um, yeah, just yeah, kind of felt felt shit for you. So mm. yeah, yeah. Thank you for the thoughts, though. Not fun. All right. So the next one, I like to do this. I did this with uh, Tingay the other day when um the Urban Dictionary segment. Yes. So I tried to do like a um oh, your first pet name, the first street name thing. And didn't have much... stripper name. Yeah, the stripper name. But I was trying to do that in Urban Dictionary to see what it came up with. And um, didn't have much luck with Oregon or Close. And I couldn't remember your first... Your dog's name. I had a cat first. Yeah, okay. Which was? Muffy. (laughs) That's too easy. That's the... (laughs) (laughs) Muffy. Really? (laughs) Muffy Oregon is my stripper Ah, name. That's good. (laughs) So... uh, I wish I knew that beforehand. (laughs) Um, So what I did was I I used the horse in... 
in memorandum or memory of um memorandum <laughs> in, memory, <laughs> uh, in memory of wild sea i thought i'd look up uh, anything wild in urban dictionary and the, the wild salmon came up which is the act of taking your hand placing it between a woman or a man's inner thighs and slapping it from side to side like a wild salmon swimming upstream <laughs> during spawning season in the process we must yell wild salmon okay so maybe not as good as the one we had for tingo but it paints a nice picture <laughs> Hopefully you got that sound effect. <laughs> Might be able to give it a crack later. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Just, yeah, when you... Maybe know, that'll get her yeah. in the mood. <laughs> just walk out of the, um, walk out of the bathroom <laughs> slapping your thighs. Chicka wow. All right, so the next question was, um, so you have a nickname that has a nice origin. Your nickname's obviously Rudo, short for Riddington. Pretty obvious. But one of my favourite moments playing basketball on a Friday night was... Um, and it's a trick I often use as well when you're playing against another team that has personalised jerseys. Um, and you yell out, Tomo, Tomo, Tomo! And Tomo looks and throws the ball up the court without actually looking and you get a cheeky little steal. Um, or your mates were yelling out, Rido, Rido, Rido. And you're playing against a bunch of um, guys that might not have known the origin of, of Rido. And they thought your name was Fredo. And they called you Fredo all game. And I found that so fucking funny to the point where, you know, 20 years later, I'm still calling you Fredo. Zed Fredo is the mobile, wasn't yeah, it? that's it. was too. Just because you're the last, because we used to be on the phone a lot together. So you were the easy one to go straight to Zed. So the question here is that, I like the little origin of that nickname and how it evolved into, into Fredo. But what's the best, best nickname you've ever had or you've ever heard of? Ooh. You had Horse for a while, which is a great, like that's a, an enviable nickname. Millsy gave me that one. Yep. I was happy to with that one. I'll do a little segue there. I'm actually catching up with Millsy tonight. He's going to come watch us play basketball tonight yeah, right. in our final because he's working on Neighbours, which is in Nutterwadding. Yeah, not far. And he's going to come through and because and, he's good mates with Daniel as well, come and watch the game and hopefully we can put on a performance and get the boys into the granny next week. Beautiful. Anyway, sorry, that was Say a good day for me. I will do. Last I saw him, Cookie and I were the Grand Prix two years ago. We were walking along the street and we bumped into Millsy. And... Oh, Cookie wasn't singing the national anthem? No, no, not yeah. at all. Okay. <laughs> But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, so Millsy gave me the nickname Horse. He did. Um, other nicknames. Or any best ones. Oh. I'm not sure there actually. It's why it's a good segment of SEN used to do it um it's once a year or so with Skids for a little bit. Skids, yep. Um I don't know. That's no. about it. Okay. And the other one we spoke about here is your guilty pleasure, but I'm assuming it's watching The Bachelor because no 37-year-old male <laughs> would actually admit to that normally. But <laughs> oh, my wife watches it, you know. Oh, I cop it. Yeah. I get into it. Yeah. I'm happy to get in a sweep. Let's see what we sweep as well. <laughs> so you a bachelor and bachelorette man or just The Bachelor? I prefer The Bachelor. Okay. Much better. Perf. Perf. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just looking at one bloke. Oh, yeah. you, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much better. And I must admit, and getting into Survivor, really enjoying Survivor. What are they down to now? Four, I think. Who's any celebrities left? Um, the footballer Abby just Abby Holmes went. Oh, really? Okay. Um, celebrities who? So this is a guy Luke who I want to win. The guy Harry. Who's the other celebrity? I can't remember now. Because I saw um, Simon Black's out. Um, the Boost Juice lady. Yeah, Janine. Man, she went Alice, the yep. one before Abby. Yep. Um, Luke and... Who is the other side? Uh, Pia Miranda. 
Oh, she's out, is she? No, she's still in. Okay, she's I reckon, the other one. She's a celebrity. I saw an interview with her on the project when, um, when they first the season Started. first came out, and she had this real shifty like look on her face. But she's an actor, so you're like they might have said to her, "Okay, play it up to the point yeah. where people think you've got a chance." But, um, but also follow Janine Ellis on um, Instagram, and a lot of her things were pointing towards like this is an awesome journey and watch this next thing. And I thought, yeah. oh, she, she might actually be a sneaky, um, sneaky little chance, but I've never bet on those things. It's, um, goes back to what we said earlier, <laughs> your, your money's better in your pocket. Than, <laughs> Absolutely. Than that. Um, what's a word that you always trip over? So for me, if I don't think about the word warrigal and I just go to say it without actually premeditating it, it'll come out like, is there a word that you have that you go, oh, you're just going down warrigal road? that I know of actually okay probably slur when I get a little bit tired or when I've had one too many but which is how many nowadays because you used to be able to drink a slab at a party when we were 17 uh, I don't know how many of them you tipped out now's, now's the time when you can come out and say yeah well, that, that's I'm shocked and absolutely I'm going for a scoop <laughs> I, I got an inadvertent scoop before but um you might have got the old dregs here and there but yeah. in the main I think never most, a tipper. Of, most of them were consumed okay it might have been the odd one where you just got a bit full sort of thing and you, you went to the toilet and just got rid of the, yeah, the last the quarter of it sort of thing. Yep. But in the main, most of them went down. Did, um, what was the first slab that you ever drank? Like, was it a Carlton Cold? Because we didn't have a lot of variety when we were kids. Like, we only had like... I think it was a VB. VB. I'm pretty sure it was a VB. So 1.4 standard drinks back then as back well. Back in the days, yep. I remember drink, one night I drank a bottle of bourbon, but it was over a like a big session and to the point like you end up just drinking you're consuming coke not, yeah, the, exactly. not, the, not the fun substance but the um the stuff that they use pepsi, pepsi max for um yeah it was incredible like you end up just just drinking sugar the whole night mm. you, yeah but over a long long session you there was a night where joe and i drank what we would normally drinking alcohol but we decided to do it in creamy soda <laughs> really yep so we drank in an order of the man of creamy soda at one of our school parties one okay. night rather than getting on the piss. We That's drank creamy soda. I can't quite remember whose party it was. Not mixed with anything, just like pure... No, no, just creamy soda. And um, the, bra- the, the brown one, yeah. not the red one. Which doesn't help me, so... <laughs> it's the colour wine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that okay. was a fun thing that Joe and I did one night. Creamy soda. I think it was because I had like a stomach ulcer or something. I couldn't actually drink any alcohol. So Joe so went out in solidarity. Yeah, yeah, so we went out and smashed down the creamy sodas yeah, together. I would have never done it for you. So Joe, you're, you're a better man than I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, so you don't have any words you trip over, which is disappointing because I would have loved for you to have to say a word that you, you fuck up all the time, but that's all right. so. Okay. Um, so I gave you this question before. So would you rather watch your dog dry hump another dog or have your dog watching you like eyeballing the fuck out of you while you're doing the deed i think i'd rather the dog watch me because at least then i'm getting one yeah <laughs> you'll take the awkward um the awkward walk the next day dog can't really judge me no no they don't care they move on pretty quick yeah they're still happy to lick themselves so yeah. really yeah, who's judging who <laughs> exactly and the other one i read the other day was um would you rather have um testicles for feet or dicks for fingers? Oh, dicks for fingers for sure. I got dicks for fingers. You got ass for weeks. 
Tick, yeah. Tick, tick, boom. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so there's a couple more things to do. So there's one last question, which is probably a quick one for you. So if you pick one of the following, a premiership for either the Storm or the beloved Kangaroos, or owning a group one winner, what would you choose? Ooh. Or you could be the jockey on that group one winner. <laughs> I would have to say now, being a group one winner. Mm. Wild C ran in a group one in the, the AJC Oaks two years ago. Mm. She ran second last, unfortunately, and she copped a little injury there, which she had, we had to work around for her career. But definitely owning a group one winner would be absolutely huge at the moment. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to go to Kangaroos Grand Finals, go to Storm Grand Finals. So I've been lucky enough to get a few of them mm. but to do that now would be massive or you just do a Willow did and just have a you know Melbourne Cup win on exactly you know, seems pretty easy by the looks of it oh just walk in a park <laughs> all good um, so the other one just if you want to leave a voice message for Joe or something like that just to, to sign off and, and I'll tease out the next guest on the podcast um, actually I won't I'll leave it as a big surprise I think we'll, um, we'll all get a kick out of it which will hopefully be done sooner Ooh, or later. You've left too. me hanging. I'll leave you hanging because you're well hung. So <laughs> I'll leave it to you, mate. You, you sign off. Uh, hey, buddy. I hope you're going well. Um, just keep your chin up. I know you. You the way that you push through and deal with these things is to be admired. Absolutely. I know you're doing it better than I definitely would, and um, I can't help but admire you, you and your family, any more than than we do. So keep it going, buddy. All right, with that, we'll, um, all those in favour? Aye. Aye. Ah, bro fist. <laughs> all right, mate. Love you. Ciao. Love you too. Bye. So I did forget a segment, um, which was the um, recommendation from a musical perspective from, from our guests. Um, so I'm putting Rido on the spot, who's now sitting here scratching his grey hair. I am Um... Joe's musical taste is very different to my mm. pop 40 R&B. Is there any like really like heavy metal Britney Spears things that you could... Because um, I just fucking love Britney Spears. How could you not? Um, probably some covers of hers done by some mm-hmm. bands. I think Slipknot did a, a cover of one or two of Baby One More Time or something like that okay. that I saw once or twice sort of thing, which would have been interesting to... Did you appreciate that or you just thought they've just taken, oh, no, taken a beautifully lyrically absolutely, masterpiece? Absolutely. No, masterpiece like it was great. Okay. Oh, so we might try to find a bit of Slipknot doing, Hit me, baby, one more time! I think it was something like that. I'm yeah. pretty sure there was something done like that. I think you got a little bit of Limp Bizkit-y then, but anyway. Didn't she fuck Limp Bizkit? Fred Durst? Fred Durst, really? I think so. If not, we'll start the rumour. <laughs> Where did that rumour start? <laughs> That's where all of that in your is. Hill in Australia, my God. Right, if, if you see a, a thing on Twitter and Instagram from a trending perspective, Fred Durst and Britney Spears, <laughs> I'll, I'll, what could their, um, you know, have like Brangelina and stuff like that? What was Fred Spears, Fred Spears, Britney. Fred Spears, Britney. <laughs> the apprentice has now become the teacher. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was it. I was a, definitely a long time apprentice of Nick and yep. Joe in the, the humor states. Absolutely. <laughs> Spears Britney. <laughs> Glad we could get a laugh. Doing, doing a chocolate starfish. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll um I'll try to find that slipknot cover. May your news be good news. Good night. <laughs>